Hey, it's Surat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Anna Bozvi. Anna is all the way from Miami, Florida, and the founder and owner of Analytics Miami. For the past six years, she has been publishing long-term trend analysis on the South Florida real estate market. Anna is a member of London-based geopolitics think tank PS21 and governor of the Miami Association of Realtors. With that being said, let's welcome to our guest Anna Bozvi. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me and greetings from Miami Beach. Yeah. How wonderful you. is this that we have technology bringing us together from across the world? I think it's great. Yeah, it's really, really wonderful. Okay, Anna, I already know that you are from Miami and you are running your business over there. But uh, tell us something that, uh, you know, uh, interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Okay, so besides um, my slightly nerdy business and background, uh, I train two, three hours a day, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu with professional MMA fighters, with UFC guys and fighters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously. But- <laughs> I do I do the grappling portion of their workout. Um, I train at MMA Masters, and I'm there two, three hours a day doing uh, no-gi Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's, that's, that's really, really cool. Okay. And that's uh, that's mental like- therapy. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like that, you know, like the uh, like it's been your passion also, right? I'm sorry? Like it's your passion also, so that you are giving that much time. Yes, yes. And you know what? It's, it's, it, that's a great question because people all have more time than they think they do. It's a, it's a function of how much time you waste. If you don't waste time on non-constructive pursuits, all of a sudden you have time. Like, for example, I don't watch television. I've never watched television. Okay. I, I didn't. I just, I don't have one. Well, actually, no, I moved into a, um, a, an apartment that has three TVs. When I got here, it was furnished. And I don't watch them. I have a blackboard in front of the TVs. I've never turned them on. So I don't I don't watch television. Um, I don't randomly socialize. Like I don't I don't waste time. And so if you don't waste time, you have time for the things that improve your life. Yeah, yeah. And it will be only possible that if you have that kind of mindset, okay? Because you, you know what I believe that the right mindset will definitely help you to do this type of activity, right? Yeah, and the, yeah, well, it goes it goes hand in hand. The right mindset is critical for everything, and that type of activity you can't do really without a right mindset because it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey because, you know, I believe sure. that every entrepreneur has a great story behind it, okay? So how did you cast the entrepreneurial book? Um, you know, I, I, uh, I've i never worked for anyone in my whole life. It really wasn't a question. Um, I don't think I'm really capable of working for anyone. It was never an option. I I, I don't know. It, it was. It just always was. It's like asking, how does the sun come up? I don't know. It just does. I don't even have a resume. I I. I've never worked for anyone. So it really wasn't an option. I don't have any other option. That's how I just was. So if, if I had to apply for a job and work for someone, I, I really don't know what I would do. <laughs> but it's it's a very strange concept for me. Um, so for me, it was something that I that I that I had to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in your opinion, what is the most personality trait uh, someone would need to work in your industry to be successful? It goes it goes back to mindset, uh, strength of mind, positivity, and resilience. Okay. You have to be positive. If you're creating your own thing, you have to see things other people don't because no one is creating your path for you. You're creating it for themselves. You're not clocking in and clocking out in a job that somebody else created. And no matter how much you're getting paid, people get paid a lot of money, but no matter how much you're getting paid, if you're in somebody else's path, it's very different than creating your own thing. So if you're creating your own thing, you have to be very, very positive and you have to be good at shutting out what other people are saying because there's noise everywhere and most of it is noise and people don't necessarily see your vision or believe in it. And all sorts of things can be created. Who's to say what you're capable of? Why would you listen to somebody else's limiting opinion? So you have to have confidence in yourself, positivity, 
and and the wherewithal to be separate to chart your own course and not care what anybody else says and to keep going that that's very very important because you can't get discouraged you can't let other people's opinions keep you down you have to have faith in your own opinion be positive and i also find that it helps to put things in um what i call macro perspective right people get so hung up on details or on money or whatever it is but when you think about it i mean really we're just like little people on this earth we think and the sun comes up every day we don't know anything we're we're in planet earth for a tiny little second of time right no matter how much money you make or how little money you make, you're still going to die the same. Yeah, It's inevitable. Getting, getting. So just like relax and have fun in the process. Take the pressure off because you're going to die anyway. And all you own is your time. And you might as well use your time in a way that brings you joy because all we own on this earth is our time. And so that's yeah. the perspective that I take, actually, is that we're all here to be the biggest version of ourselves. And that's a very unique thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, why don't you tell us that how did you uh, manage your business to grow You know, so far? Okay. So um, for me, what's really been uh, helpful has been establishing myself as an expert in the field. And I do that by publishing reports that I put out for free on my website. And so it's quarterly and annual reports that are there for free. And people are like, oh, why do you put reports out for free? Well, okay. It's because that's what makes you an expert. That's what gets you the press. That's what people, people, you, you deliver value also. When you deliver value to people, they respect you, they value you. And that's very, very different than just hustling a client. So in the real estate business, which is where I'm in, 99% of agents hustle clients. And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. Maybe they do a good job when they get the client, but what they're doing is they're like, hey, work with me. Or it's like full of girls posing next to houses. Look, I'm so pretty, work with me or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they're all they're all just trying to get eyeballs and get the client. But really at the end of the day, what, what makes you not replaceable? The world is full of people doing the same thing that you're doing. They're posing next to things. They're in beautiful properties going, hey, look at me. So what, what distinguishes you and makes you valuable? What makes you irreplaceable? And part of that is establishing yourself as an expert and delivering value before you ask for anything. Yeah, yeah. And that, that has been really helpful for me. Yeah, that's the way that they will see you as an expert and they will believe that, you know, this guy uh, or this uh, professionals really help me. Okay, that's why... They really... Well, they respect you also. They respect you because when you're, when you're, when you're hustling a client, it's like, you're the one going after their time. You know what I mean? And then it's like a battle that way. But when they're seeking you out because they've decided on their own without you contacting them, they've decided that you're an expert and then they see this and they're contacting you. Are you kidding me? They're happy. You're talking to them correct. and it changes the whole power structure. Yes. 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 That's correct. That's correct. Okay, so, uh, you know, as everyone is uh, dealing with some level of difficulties in their business, okay, so what are the most common difficulties you are currently facing as a realtor now or you have faced in the past and how did you tackle that? Okay, so I can answer that question from a general personal. So I, I approach the business so differently than most um, real estate professionals here. So my, my, I don't really see the same difficulties that they do because I feel that most people chase the market. They're not ahead of it. They're reactive to what's happening in the markets. The difficulties that most people face are when volume dries up, when when um, the news starts saying negative things about the market, clients get scared, all those things, and they're not necessarily able to communicate with authority to their client why that may or may not be true, why the situation is different, because their clients don't believe them. They're, they're just a realtor. So that, that's the difficulty. We're having that difficulty right now in South Florida because um, the South Florida real estate market, there, there's this great shift that's happening in the United States of America, actually, FYI, uh, between, it's, I'm calling it a wealth and talent migration that was kind of spurred by COVID. In the United States, we have the whole country, which levies taxes, and then we have states. We have 50 states, and most of the states have their own tax on top of the federal tax. Some states do not. Nine states do not. Florida is one of them. Texas is one of them. 
And so during COVID, there was this break in habits. People could no longer go to work. They stopped, right? And it broke habits long enough to allow the formation of new ones. And then people, net taxpayers started to move. They used the internet for work. It started moving. So the state of Florida, or South Florida also, is, uh, is on the receiving end of a great flow of money and people. And so our market, our real estate market looks quite different than real estate markets, some real estate markets elsewhere in the country. And so the national news averages data, right? They're saying what's happening in the country as an average, and the average is looking far worse than our reality here. So a lot of realtors here are having difficulty because their clients put on the news and the news is saying, oh, dropped so much, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wait, no, it hasn't happened here because the story is different here. So that's been one of the challenges in, in our market here. Okay, so you know, challenge you will always come to the market, but if you know that how to tackle that, then you will correct. There's a, there's always a flow of money in the industry. That's what I mean. You have to stay ahead of it. You can't be behind. You can't be reactive to what's happening because that that is the challenge. That people relied on one set of market conditions that set changes, and they're like, oh, right. But if you anticipate and you stay ahead of it, then then you can. There's always a flow of money. If there's a flow of money, someone is making money. So it might as well be you. Figure out where it's going. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, correct. That's absolutely correct. You know, every time someone is making money and someone is losing money, so you have to keep your, uh, you know, like uh, a consistency that uh, if it's your passion, then, you know, you will uh, stay till the end of the game. And uh, if it's exactly. not, then you will lose the game. It's a uh, common exactly. So, okay, tell me about what is your growth plan? Like, you know, uh, right now you are doing a great business. So what is your growth plan that how do you plan your growth and all this not just your business but also your life and all these things yeah super quick question so on the business front um i strongly believe that thesis that i told you about how there's a there's a shift in wealth and talent and how it's shaping out because our, our pre-covid um capital centers and work patterns were established before the internet 20th century post-world war ii before internet, and they're reshaping the world reshapes every hundred years I always tell people, think how different the world was 100 years ago and think how different it is now. Why would the next 100 years be any less drastically different? We have these things. Yeah, this would have been magic, magic just 20, 30 years ago. And now it's nothing, right? So we don't, we don't know what's coming. And so the world always shifts. And I believe that that's a given. Like we know this. It never goes backwards. That That's a fact. It's a given. And then you start to sort of look at some data points and see like, where's the next shift going? Because human ingenuity always goes somewhere. The money always goes somewhere. And I believe that we're on the receiving end of that right now, South Florida, for the state of Florida, for various reasons. So we're, we're creating something that's going to, on the business front, that's going to um, capitalize off of what Analytics Miami has been doing in publishing market research and being market expert, blah, blah, blah. We're going to create a systematized sort of mousetrap for that, the buyers coming in here for that. It's called MiamiDealStreet.com. It's launching in January. It's powered by Analytics Miami. And we're refining the, the best deals in the market um, for all the incoming people that are gonna keep coming. We're also gonna be doing a vetting of new construction projects because the people with money who are coming tend to like new product, but new construction can be a bit tricky because you know everything looks nice in the in the promotional literature, but construction quality is not the same. They don't all deliver. They can't all get financing at various stages, whatever. So you have to tell people which new construction projects are actually good. And I'm gonna do like a little Ask Anna podcast on that. It's gonna be fun. So that's coming out in January on the business side. And then, um, and then other stuff, you know, I keep training. I'm going to compete a lot next year. I'm going to be Nogi uh, Jiu-Jitsu World Champion next year. That's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be happen. I know. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's like 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the way that you have said that, you know, it's really awesome. So, okay, uh, tell me since most of the uh, home buying and selling, you know, process nowadays happening online. So how do you take that advantage of online marketing? Like, do you really do that or how do you take 
Florida Sure. Yeah. So it's so a good question. But I think we're coming out next year for the buyers. Um, we we in in South Florida we get we get flows of buyers internationally, especially depending upon unrest that's happening in, in South America, various regime changes, things like this, or buyers right now coming from New York, things like this. So I'm a big fan of geotargeting, geotargeting buyers based upon location, income, all those things for who are coming in here and then and then funneling them that way. Um, when it comes to more substantial real estate purchases, they still want to speak to somebody, but definitely there's value in targeting people based upon if you can if you can figure out the criteria of the buyer, then there's definitely value in using geotargeting, whatever it is using, using yeah, to yeah. find them because everyone's online, everyone's online. So for real estate, you know, they're like, hey, they're going to start searching for something online and then like hopefully they find you and then they're going to call you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you can also yeah. start the conversations with, uh, you know, like uh, whoever know you, you ever just find on you online, you can also start the conversations so that you can, in future, you can make the uh, client. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now tell me if you had uh, like an extra ten thousand dollar budget in uh, you know extra ten thousand dollar of your budget. Okay. So how do you spend it and why? Who? How would I spend it? I think I need more help video editing. That's <laughs> taking a lot of our time. Are you creating content or like video editing? Yeah, yeah. For these market things, like whenever I do big market reports, like that's so what I'm thinking this like year end or quarterly. Um, oh, that stuff is so annoying. That's when doing it, but it takes time. So yeah, more more of that next year. That's what I would say. Video people. Okay, so Anna, uh, you know, like I believe somehow, like most people have their favorite quotations, and somehow the quotation have helped them, uh, you know, like uh, grow in your life or whatever. So what's your favorite quotation? Okay, so I have a few, but there's one I thought about this when you sent me the question. So I'm like, oh, I like a few of them, and then I realized there's one that I actually like mention to people more than the others. So I guess that one's on my mind the most and I, and I, and I say it the most. And it's uh, from Marcus Aurelius. And I, I don't have, I'm gonna misquote it, but basically he's saying, I'm gonna find it right now. Basically it, it says that the way, the way that we experience the now we're going to experience the future with the same energy or intent that we experience the now. And and it, I, I misquote it, but I'm going to find it exactly. But basically what, it, what, it's, what it's saying is that how you experience your now sets the, the, it's like it lays the framework for how you're going to experience your future. So how you're in your now, your mindset, your feelings, everything else in the now, if you get to your future, that's how you'll experience your future. It, set, it sets the stage for it. So yeah, you have to keep your the same energy in present as well as in future if you want. Right, to. and the question is like, it's like how it's a choice. How you experience the now is a choice. And that all we have is now because wherever, we're just here. The future doesn't exist. The past doesn't exist. All we have is here. And so how we choose to experience the now sets sets us up. Like it points the arrow towards how we're going to experience the future if we if, if we get there. We don't know. The future is unknown. But all we can do right now is make our now as best as possible. Yeah, yeah, and I I love that quote because it's like, it's it's like you know what to do like make make your now as as, as good as you can. Yeah, you know <laughs> the meaning, told... but you know the exact line, right? I'm gonna find it right now. <laughs> I had it in a paper, and I've I've told to so many people. It says, "Never let the future disturb you. You will meet it if you have to with the same weapons of reason which today arm you against the present." That's one version of it. There are a few translation versions of it. One mentions reason, one mentions feeling. But basically, he's saying, "Don't let the future disturb you." You will meet it like if you do. We don't we don't know if you will, if you have to, with the same weapons of reason which arm you against the present. So it's like how, how you approach the present is what creates your future. Yeah, you can plan for your future, but never worry about your future. Exactly. Because what is worrying? Anyway, I, I actually what I like to say, what I also tell people, one that I made up, is that I believe that when you worry, because the future is unknown, we don't we don't know anything, right? So why we're making it up basically. So as long as we're making it up, why don't we make up a good version instead of a bad version, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so worrying to me is essentially bad future creation. Correct. And the same energy is going to invest whether you are working, yeah. uh, whether you are doing Correct. a good job or whether you are doing a bad Correct. job. Correct. And you're making it up anyway. So make up a good future while, while you're here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, that's great. That's great. Okay. So if you were right to book about yourself, then how do you name it? Oh, good question on that too. <laughs> Actually, this is funny because somebody asked me to write a book like last year. <laughs> and, the, and the title that I was toying with was something called Training for Life. Training for life. Yeah, because you yes. were, every time you were just training yourself. Right, but no, actually, it's more, more right, because it all ties in because I have this whole theory that um, most people, like how you train your mind is the most important thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, the school system, I feel, does the opposite. It pretends, at least here in America, it pretends to teach you what to think, but it does not endeavor to teach you how to think. And how to think is the most important thing. And we all know that you train in sports or in music, whatever. You train your body through repetition to have responses, reflexive responses, to go a certain way, the ball comes, you do this instead of this, whatever, right? You train your body through repetition to respond a certain way. Your mind is the same. You train your mind to respond a certain way. Something happens that you don't define as ideal. Do you feel terrible, go cry in a corner and ruin the next week of your life? Or do you process it as a positive and put it within your framework and keep moving? This isn't magic. You have to train this just like you train your body. But nobody you teaches to, this to you. Yeah, you have to tell a good positive story to your mind so that they yes. will trigger the right kind of impulses. And that will exactly. help you forward in your life. Exactly. And we're all capable of this. But again, it's not magic. It's like nobody expects you to play tennis perfectly the same the first time, right? You have to go, you have to practice, you have to learn. It's the yeah. same thing for your mind. It's exactly the same thing, but no one teaches you that. And, and and I've had the very good luck of being a good enough athlete where I've had great coaches and training great environments. And that's where I've learned that, not in school. Yeah. And, and I think all those things tie in because if we if we if people could approach life that way and, and to get rid of you know fear-based decision making, all of those things. That's really what would sort of set them free and liberate them to do what whatever it is they want to do and have faith in their ability to build and to, and, to, and, to, and to move forward and to be themselves. Yeah, if you have that kind of belief, then your mind will automatically find that way. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's the opposite thing. But most people, especially here in America, I know they make um, what I call a fear based decision making in school kind of programs before that. They scare you. It's like, oh, study for this test, take this test, go to this school, blah, blah, blah. If you don't, you'll be a loser. You'll be this, you'll be that. Get this job, do this, do that. And then it's like, wow, these kids are so young. They don't even know what they like. And right, then you put right. them, you put them in this framework right away and they're, they're scared. It's all fear. It's like, oh, if I don't do well, I won't get into this school. But like, did you want to go there anyway? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then, oh, I must do this or what? It's like, I tell people, it's like, or what? Like, what are you scared of? Like here, here in America, for example, life is so easy. And I don't mean to minimize anyone's struggles, but I've always thought it's like, okay, if everything I do fails, right? Yeah. Everything fails. What's my worst case scenario? I go to Starbucks and I work at Starbucks. Cool. I'm still going to have a roof, clean water, internet. I'm going to live better than 99.9% .9 of the world has ever lived yeah. in my worst case scenario. Like, relax, everyone. It's fine. <laughs> Sarah, tell us about your Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or any social media platform so that, you know, if you have an audience want, they can easily find you and get in touch with you. Sure. Thank you so much. So, again, my website is um, analytics.miami, and .miami is the TLD. That's what it is. And then that's where you can sign up for my newsletters, where I send out quarterly reports, all that stuff. And then my Instagram is Anna underscore analytics. And then um, uh, my YouTube, which we're going to be using a lot more next year, is also Anna analytics. And Twitter is Anna underscore analytics with another underscore. And um, that's pretty much it. So yeah, my Instagram, I put previews of market stuff and pictures of me training with my crazy people. And that's, <laughs> it's a little schizophrenic, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Hey guys, do make sure for uh, follow Anna and uh, she is a wonderful person with great personality and you can reach out to her whatever your real estate needs. She has already explained the uh, uh, point of contact that you can also contact us. Okay. So okay, let's wrap up our podcast today. So that was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you Anna for being on the show and it was a it was an honor to talking to you. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure to be to be here. And again, I love how we're connecting across the world. I think that's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for sharing. So that's it. I'm your host, Subrat, signing off. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys.